We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. See, they have Randall and Barrett over here. They're both lefties. So they should be able to get a shot off. Bates Diop playing off Barrett to help out. Quickly sets a screen. They're looking. Get it to Brunson. Brunson turns. Puts up a three. And the Knicks fall short. What a great look. And it wouldn't go down. And the Phoenix Suns with an impressive road win. A heartbreaking finish for the Knicks, who see their four-game home winning streak come to an end. They waited too late, folks. You can't spot guys. Uh, All right. Well, that was not meant to be. Um, The Knicks lose to the Phoenix Suns. uh, Final score of, I don't know what the hell the final score is. They lost by three points. 116 to 113. Thrilling game, uh, objectively a, a thrilling game. Frustrating game, obviously, if you're rooting for the Knicks for a variety of reasons. Uh, before we talk about the Knicks, I just want to start by giving a very sincere tip of the cap to uh, the Phoenix Suns. Um, we've, you know, watched the Knicks win that game. It feels like I don't know fifty times over the last uh, three. There were four years and and change, or three years and change, I guess, uh, where they are the the underdog and they are undermanned, and they just go out and they out effort another team, and they win because they out effort another team, and they find a way to scrap and claw and make just enough shots, even when it feels like they have no business being in the game, even when the other team that is more talented finally get you know awakens and it's like oh my god here they come and they just they they find a way to win the Knicks have won that game a lot of times so uh, at the very least I want to start off by paying respect to another team doing the exact damn thing that um, the Knicks have done and and did a very good impression uh, at that so uh, shout out to Phoenix and obviously Devin Booker uh, incredible shot we'll get back to that shot in a bit um, but in order to give praise to a team uh, that out out efforts you, you must also uh, dish out some blame. Um, And we're going to talk a lot about second half. We're going to talk about Julius Randle's resurgence in the second half. We're going to talk about the brilliant Jalen Brunson. I know he missed the free throw late. I know he missed the game tying attempt uh, at a three. He was brilliant. Nonetheless, he's, 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 I mean, he's perpetually brilliant. Uh, And we'll, you know, we, we'll get into all that stuff. Shouldn't have been in that position. You just, you, you, and it was so clear in the first half. I don't, I don't want to say that they like didn't take the sun seriously because that's, that's me making an assumption. Watching the game, the way they came out and played in the first half, they looked like a team that had just played the Miami game, except not the, that they had played the Miami game. Uh, two nights ago, it, they looked like a team that had played the Miami game last night and that they were coming out and um, they didn't have any legs under them. But I think at first uh, on their threes, they started off very cold from three. They actually didn't take a lot of threes in the first quarter. but And then defensively, you want to talk about the two main things. Defensively, a step slow 
and on the boards just absolutely got murdered on the glass. I, I I'll check and see if they they the final rebounding numbers were a little bit kinder to them. Um, yeah, the final rebounding they essentially they more or less drew even rebounding in the second half, but in the first half they got out rebounded um, to a, a significant degree, and it was noticeable and it was really frustrating, especially in the, and really is the first quarter. It was 17 to eight rebounding margin in the first quarter. And if you go back and you look at the score at the end of the first quarter, like that was basically the score at the end of at, at the second half. And then that was what the Knicks needed to overcome in their third, which is when they made their push. And you could tell they were a little gassed by the time they got to the fourth and, and a couple of shots that, you know, might've changed the outcome of the game didn't go down and they end up coming up short. You can't, you can't come out like that. I mean, there are still a few teams in the league left that you could come out with that level of of um, effort, and, and I don't want to make it out like they were dogging it. They weren't dogging it, you know. And and yes, we're going to get into the guy who, I mean, I've said it before, he's the most maddening player in the NBA, Julius Randle. And it, tonight he, he he gave you both sides of it um, between the first half and then starting midway through the midway through the third quarter, the other the other end of it. It wasn't only him, though. I mean, if we're being fair, it man, when he does it, it stands out. Give, give him credit for that. When Julius is talking, it, he's, he's got to let everybody know it. Uh, but it wasn't just him. They were they were, again, a step slow on defense. They were not crossing their T's, dotting their I's. Uh, they were not. I mean, I, I haven't seen them out rebounded that badly all year, um, you know, and that's on everybody. That's on. You know, that's on Mitch, obviously, uh, who's a starting center and grabs like we, we take for granted sometimes. You know, it's on whoever, every, anybody. And I don't want to start calling out names because it's on everybody. Um, you know, and you give a team like that life, like this isn't, you know, we're not talking about the, the Pistons or the, you know, some young team like the Spurs, right? Who like doesn't know how to close a game. Like Eric Gordon's been in a lot of big freaking games. Yusuf Nurkic has been in a lot of big freaking games. Um, like we don't think about it, but like Nas Little has been like he's been around for a while. That dude was a top recruit, like UNC. He's already been through the ringer, and even though he's only whatever he is, 24, 25, like that dude knows how to play in a in a, a competitive close game. Hit some big shots tonight. Um Watanabe played in some big games in Brooklyn. Like, you know, we could you could definitely look at Phoenix's supporting cast and be like, really? We lost to these guys? Like Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin's a guy who's fighting for his NBA life. Of course he's going to go out there and play his ass off. Um, you know, that Drew Eubanks. That's why they have a guy like Drew Eubanks who's going to go out there and play his ass. Like, you can't, you can't fuck around with these guys. Like, they're talented enough. Like, and it's to say nothing of Devin Booker. You know, it's like, the the conversation should stop at Devin Booker. It's like, oh, they have Devin Booker. Okay, that's all we need to know to take them seriously. But and do and Booker didn't even do anything in the first half. Booker did anything in the first half. They probably would have been down by fifteen instead of eight at half. But they were only down by fifteen, or they were only down by eight. Excuse me. So um, that's why for me, for as much as they showed heart, because they always do, because they're the Knicks and say that about them, they always show heart. For as much as they showed heart and chutzpah and fight and all those wonderful things. In the second half, um, this one goes down as more than more than a more frustrating than a heart. Like honestly, I, like b- the, the Booker three went down. I wasn't even surprised. Like I expected that to go down. And as far as the last play, I mean, you know, I just retweeted something from uh, Mo Dekeel, who does uh, excellent work, and uh, he, he made the very simple point, and I think it's a damn good one. Once Booker gives up the ball in that possession, you just can't let him get it back. Like, make someone else beat you. Make anyone else beat you. If they manage to inbound it to him and he already has the ball, that's fine. And then, well, I'm just re- I'm rewatching the play literally as I'm speaking. Like, okay, you want to say it was a tough angle for RJ to make sure, or Julius, because he was the other guy up high, to make sure that Booker didn't get the ball back. Fine. Then after he gets it back, I didn't think there was enough of a pursuit by RJ, if we're being fair. And then obviously Randall, um, you know, could I, I'm looking at RJ like what, I'm not sure what he was doing with that pursuit because at that point when he gets the ball back and he starts the dribble move towards the corner, there is 
four seconds left. Five going into four seconds left. Like there's not passing the ball there. And for Julius to not get up a little bit more on that three, I mean, but that's Julius. Again, I'm, I'm, I feel like a, a broken record. And this will transition into the Julius Randle portion of our program. What's the definition of insanity? You know, expecting different when you've seen the same fucking thing a thousand times. Like Julius is just not going to give you a great contest on that. He's just not. And there's a reason that Phoenix designed the play the way they did at, to to ideally end up where Julius was the one defending the three. It worked out great for them. And there's a reason that the the Phoenix Suns throughout large portions of this game were just going after Julius Randle in the pick and roll because when Julius Randle is not giving you maximum, I mean, when he is giving you maximum effort on D, he's a guy that can be can be had by a smart team. When he's not giving you maximum effort on D, and, and further than that, when he's not really giving you any effort on D, and yeah, I'm calling him out over and above the other guys who, yes, nobody really had it tonight just to come out of the gate. But again, there's just a different level when he has it. And when, when, when one player not playing with the requisite effort manifests itself into the other team's game plan shifting so drastically towards just get him, just get, get, get Julius in pick and roll. Fred Katz tweeted about it tonight. Just find a way to get Julius matched up on whether it's a shooter, whether it's a driver, whether anybody. It doesn't matter because you're going to get a shitty closeout or you're going to get a blow by or you're going to get a foul or, you know, something that's going to benefit you. Um, you know, there were other mistakes made. I I, I want to go back and rewatch. I thought Brunson played really far off of, of the corners at times. And they were just I, I think maybe that was more intentional and they were just banking on those corner three point shooters to miss. And then you uh, look up, of course, at the end of the game and it's like, oh, Phoenix, 16 for 38 uh, from deep for 42 percent, 42 percent on 38 shots with no Kevin Durant and no Bradley Beal. Uh, that's that dog will hunt like they shot great from three. And like, yeah, if you zoom all the way out and you'd be like, well, the Knicks lost the game by three where the other team went nuclear from from deep. Um, when they do not usually do that. And, uh, you know, there's your there's your difference. The Knicks went 12 of 30 for 40%, though. So it's like, well, the Knicks kind of hit a lot of threes, too. So that's why I'm not, that's that's a shitty excuse for me. And I'm not, it's not one I'm going to use. I'm certainly not going to chalk this one up to, oh, Phoenix hit a lot of threes. Like, yes, I get part of their game plan is assuming that, like, guys who are not great three-point shooters are going to revert back to the mean, and they didn't tonight. Um Again, you shouldn't have been shouldn't have put yourself in that position. But back to Randall, yeah, it's like, you know, and then obviously he was giving you nothing on offense. And just as everybody is like pulled their last hair out, comes out in the third quarter and he looks like one of the, I don't know, ten most unstoppable players in basketball for a solid half a quarter. I mean, I know he scored 17 points in the third. It felt like those 17 points came in a really short stretch of time. Um, and he obviously finished the game. I mean, if you look at his stat line, if you didn't watch the game and you just looked at his stat line, you're like, okay, 28 points on 21 shots. That's pretty good. Got to the free throw line eight times. That's good. Okay, five rebounds, a little light. A couple assists, two turnovers. All right, well, pretty good game for J- Julius Randle. And like, yeah, at the end, okay, I'll say it's a pretty good game. Like, it just... It's so freaking frustrating to watch and it's frustrating to watch because you see what happens when the switch is flipped and how much better it is. And you wonder why. Why? What's the reason? And I and like there's a lot of people who come to Julius Randle's defense and I'm one of them sometimes who anytime anybody criticizes him, they, they go crazy and then when he has great games, you know, they they're they're asking for apology notes. And it, it's this, it, it is it is quite literally the stupidest thing we do on the internet, which is really saying something. But like I those those folks who really, really, really like go to the nth degree, like the Randall 10 percenters, right? Who are all the way to that end. I I do I would like an answer for them to like watch this game and just I, why? Why does the switch flip? Why not just? Because I I don't know that I 
see a whole lot of other players out there who come out and don't care at all. And then just all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're, Oh, I guess you're going to be now an all NBA guy for the next, for this half. It's so frustrating. I've called him the most maddening player in the NBA. Um, And tonight is a classic example of why, because the dude is unstoppable in third quarter. The dude is unstoppable. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Julius Randle anymore. Um, Let's talk about something else. Uh, Jalen Brunson. I mean, I I don't know what more he could do. Yeah, I know he missed the free throw Um, at the end there. He was actually, he missed two free throws. He went to the line twice, missed both. The late one, and then uh, he missed another one somewhere along the way on an and one. So that was a little weird. Final margin was three. I'm happy we don't have to like, like really go crazy over over that free throw, but 35 points on 25 shots, um, 5 of 10 from deep, and uh, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 turnovers. I thought Brunson was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant from the opening tip, on offense at least, and um, like the rest of his team, I thought he really fought hard defensively down the stretch. Wasn't enough, but I don't know what else more you want to say. And then from there, I, I don't know that we got Another really, I mean, well, quickly, okay, let's shout out quickly. Quickly had 18 points, four of 11 from the field, but got to the free throw line. He was three of six from deep. Um, as is usually the case, he's instrumental in turning things around initially. I thought he did bring some nice energy to the game uh, with the backup unit for starters. And then at the, in the first half, and then when he came in in the second half, I think it made a, a big, that was like when they made their big push. And so quickly as usual is the Knicks kind of wild. He's their he's their ace up their sleeve. Um, were there a couple of instances where quickly took some shots that maybe you wouldn't like? We're like, mm, man, maybe think better of that one there. Sure, but like, you know, that feels borderline nitpicky given what everybody else non Brunson division. Did in this game because I didn't. I Hardenstein had another couple of nice moments. Let's give uh, iHeart some some credit. He had he's perpetually awesome. Um, but like you know, Josh Hart passing up threes, man, it hurts hurts the offense. And he's, if he keeps doing that shit, uh, he's not closing games. He, you how do you close them if he's passing up threes like that? You can't do it. Um, it's too detrimental. Dante hit some 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 big threes when they were trying to make their initial push in the first half to get back in the game. Um, he was fine. RJ, rough RJ game, um, and rough another rough Quentin Grimes game. You know, I don't I don't end on a down note, but like RJ three of eleven, uh, Grimes one of five. Um, you know, it's I, I, Grimes. It, you wonder is he in his own head a little bit at this point? couple of times put the ball on the floor you know and then takes like a, a pretty long mid-ranger I think he missed both of them in this game like that's I it it almost feels like he's thinking the game a little bit too much right now and um yeah it's a, a little tough to watch you know you only played 20 minutes then again DiVincenzo played 14 so um and then you know Barrett I there were this this game, not great. I'm I'm not I'm not again. I'm not killing RJ. What is this third game back? Patience, patience is a virtue. And he played. I'd say this about RJ. Played phenomenal defense, with the exception of maybe that last possession. I thought he played phenomenal defense down the stretch, and that's what we've been calling for, right? On games where you don't have it on offense, right? Like tonight, three for eleven. Play your ass off on defense. Be the big wing defender that we are constantly talking about trading for. Just be that guy. So we don't have to always talk about trading for that guy. And he was that guy playing the game. So I here I did it. I ended on on a positive note. Um, that's really all I got. This is I mean just really, really a frustrating freaking game, and um, probably the least, probably the least pleasant. <laughs> I have felt uh, after a game this year. Uh, I they did just enough to convince you that man, maybe they were going to get this one. And yet, if I'm being honest with myself, I don't. I don't think 
at any time did I I, ne- I never was like we got this one I was like okay we got a chance now I never felt like we had that one I always for some reason thought that Phoenix was going to find a way and um, and they did and you know what like you know you, you lose Minnesota beat Miami you lose this one one and two not the end of the world two and one here would have been really nice again this is a packed east this is a packed east and I, I really do think that spots I don't know whether it's going to be spots three through eight four through nine two through seven two through eight whatever everyone's going to matter a lot so yeah it's tough when you lose one like this. All right. Uh, on that note, before we get to the Super Chats, a quick word from our friends. Let me give it a little shake. At AG1, they are sponsoring the post game once again. Um, I think this is, unfortunately, the first uh, post game sponsorship for AG1 that comes after a loss. So, sorry, AG1. You couldn't get um, a win here tonight. As a reminder, AG1, what is it? It's something that is going to make you feel a lot better, first and foremost. Um, it has all the ingredients you want in uh, something that is is going to make you feel better. Uh, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for gut support, magnesium and B vitamins for energy support, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, it is a health drink that is formulated based on the latest science and maintains the highest quality of standards. Um, I stopped taking any other vitamins. I, I was taking like like men's like one a day or two a day, whatever the hell I replaced it all with this because I just feel a lot better. Um, and as I said last time or last couple times we did this, it's so easy to make and it tastes really good. Throw some lime juice in. It's delicious. Um, we've got some family and friends of ours, me and Andrew hooked on the stuff already. They can't stop talking about it. And most importantly, if you want to try it, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3K2. Don't ask me what's in vitamin D3K2, but it's good for you. And five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com, hashtag film school. One more time, that is drinkag1.com um, slash film school. The drinking game tonight. Mmm. What should the drinking game tonight be? Let's go with. I don't, I don't know. Should I, I don't want to make it something negative. I feel bad making it something. Any any reference to Brunts Brunson being him? Let's try to keep it positive. Brunts him, just him. Any anything? Because Jalen Brunson was that good. He deserves he deserves that praise. Okay. Uh, on that note, um, let's get to the super chats. I'm curious where. <laughs> I'm, I have an idea of where this one's going tonight, but I'm still curious. Jesse M, what is going on, Jesse? As I look up at my television and see a thrilled-looking Tom Thibodeau with the microphone. Um, most frustrating loss in years. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, I, the adjective is doing a lot of work there. Frustrating. I mean, I, even using that, like the Mavs loss last year was worse. Right, the the one where they were up the whole damn time. But yeah, you know what? They fought. They, they fought like Phoenix fought tonight in that game. So maybe that wasn't as frustrating for you. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you what to be frustrated about. This is a very frustrating loss. Uh, Phoenix role players not missing from three. Julius MIA first half. Death by a thousand offensive rebounds. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. <laughs> it's pretty freaking frustrating. And you wasted a brilliant Brunson game. Although at this point, this is kind of more the. The, the, the rule, not the exception. Thanks, Jesse. Busy. I wonder how many scouting reports uh, Julius is on them, and they say traffic cone on it. Tomorrow is the full moon. Any chance we get him in a shuttle? Uh, I got another one from Busy coming up that I'll read now, um, and then I'll answer that question. Uh, I love Grimes' activity in the third. He wasn't making shots, but he was aggressive. I love Tibbs' faith in RJ on defense two nights in a row. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'll throw a bone for Grimes and we'll get back to the Randall point. Um, man, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I love it too, but I, I do want to, I have to throw a little bit of cold water. Like if you're, if you're Quentin Grimes and you're 
not at that level of activity on, on defense every moment you're in the game. And to be very clear, it is the most egregious double standard that I'm holding Quentin Grimes to. Make no mistake about it. But the reason I'm holding him to that double standard, and this will get back to the Julius point, is that like Quentin Grimes is asked to do so little on offense, which gets us into the whole other cycle of questions. Well, maybe he should be asked to do more. Maybe he should be more involved in the offense. Maybe then he would he wouldn't be so cold, which then gets us back to, well, is he capable of doing a lot more? Like, look at all the possessions where he gets it and he picks up the ball or he has one dribble and he pulls up for a tough to like we get into this vicious cycle with the with the Grimes conversation. Um at the end of the day, like he he does have to defend at that level. Otherwise he really like that that's the biggest reason he's on the floor. Um and like but you look you like to you like to see a young player not letting his offensive struggles get to him. So I'll give you that. Let's 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 agree on that. As for Julius, I mean, I don't like, like, what is there to say? There's nothing left to say about him. We have, like, I I could sit here and be like, well, we have to, well, we have to worry about how is Julius Randle going to come out against whoever the fuck they play the next, the Hornets, you know, um, is he going to have it, you know, on Tuesday or is this going to turn into a a week long thing or, you know, and, and this or that, the other, like, Time is a flat circle. He'll be good. He'll be bad. He'll be good again. He'll be bad again. The bad's going to drive us all crazy. The good's going to be like, oh my God. Like, imagine if he ever put it all together. Like, it's the same shit. And and the thing that I want to make most clear, and I meant to say this in the opening, and I'm going to say it now, and then we'll move on to the next super chat. The fact that we're having the same definition of insanity conversation that that we've had for the last four years you might you might be tempted to be like well that conversation in and of itself is frustrating why do we continue why do we continue to to do this and is there not a better path and that gets us into the reason this is not in my personal opinion, you could disagree. This is not, nor has this ever been about the Knicks front office having confusion or misgivings about what Julius Randle is or what Julius Randle isn't. Yes, I, I think there's room for reasonable people to be like, as good as, as up and down as he is, you can still maybe make him work as a third option because guess what? If someone's your third option and he doesn't have it, it's a lot easier to sit his ass on the bench. Um, or, or, or let me rephrase that or make it such that he does not take down your entire game plan. But putting that possibility aside, we all know what he is. The front office knows what he is. This is a matter of like, there has never been an opportunity for them to move off of this player and rid themselves of this, of this conversation that we are constantly having because there has never been a, a, a trade for value. And this is maybe stupid of me. God knows I've been stupid many times, but I trust that they have never turned down a deal that you would look at on paper and objectively be like, that's, you know what? Maybe we're dropping a little bit off on talent, but that's a good deal for what you're getting, whether it's consistency, whether it's shooting with defense, whatever. It's a it's a workable deal. I don't think they've ever had that opportunity and turned it down. I don't think they've ever had a realistic opportunity to move this player for what they would feel like they would need to make themselves whole in a different way. Because God knows you're if you're moving off of him, you're, you're moving off of him in a way that would make your team differently and how you went about your business, whether that's RJ being the second banana or this or that. Like, I don't think that deal's ever been there. Which is why we're sitting here and having this fucking talk. Like crazy people. Thanks, Busy. Jesse M with another one. Feels like a loss we'll remember in April. I mean, I sure as hell hope not. I sure as hell hope not, but you might be right. I don't know. We'll see. 
Will Oliver, there's a heartbreaking dagger that we're used to. Yeah, there is the heartbreaking dagger that we're used to. I never, I had no doubt that that was, but then again, I also thought the Jimmy shot was going in and didn't go in. Look, Devin Booker is, I don't know how many platitudes I could give him. The guy is, uh, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. When the NBA does its top 100 in 22, whatever years, he's going to be on that list. Um, I'd be, I mean, I don't know. He'll go down. He might go down as the greatest son ever. I think you got to give it to Nash right now. Um, I mean, two MVPs, but book, man, I don't think book's ever going to win an MVP, but I think you're going to look up and you're going to see, I'm not comparing him to this player, but I think you're going to look and you're going to see a like an accolades, a resume that mirrors like Clyde Drexler. Like Drexler finished second in MVP one year. He had five or six other years or whereabouts where he was like, you know, not like in really in the running, but he was like fifth or seventh or ninth or whatever. You know, Drexler made five all NBA teams. Like I could see Booker surpassing that. Like the dude is. I mean, you get beat by a guy. I mean, if fucking Jordan Goodwin threw in that shot, I'd be. I'd actually probably, I, I don't know, but I, I'd probably be more apoplectic um, or less. I don't know, but whatever. It's Devin Booker. Devin Booker's really good. It sucks. Busy with another one. Thanks for the support tonight, Busy. Always appreciate you, and I feel like I never thank you enough, so thank you. And we got another back-to-back from Busy. Uh, Julia, Julius Randall is that erratic friend you re- you're reluctant to invite out because he can be the life of the party and everyone will have a good time or he can flip over the table and ruin the night either way to the moon um, it's actually a great analogy it's a fantastic analogy uh, and another one for busy uh, just not worth it when you know he's going to fail you when you need him the most so Here's where I will. Here's where I will. Where I will give Leon Rose too much credit because I don't think they're playing quite this level of four dimensional chess. But I'm going to pretend they are. At this stage of the game for the Knicks, and I say that I mean from day one when Tibbs first took over, um, to Today, at no point in time has there ever been even one millisecond where they have either been a contender for a title or had the opportunity to make a trade that would make them a contender for a title. The goal, the mission statement over the entirety of this time has been to just be good. And if you're good, get a little bit better. And if you got a little bit better, get a little better than that. It's about rehabilitating the franchise um, to the point where this is going to sound insane, but I think I could say this. Like the LOL Knicks, like think about how embedded LOL Knicks was when Leon Rose and then Tom Thibodeau took over. Like, they were the laughing stock of the league, I would say, on balance at that point, you know. And so, it, considering the, the the whole breadth of the last twenty years, so in their effort to maintain or to grow and maintain and increase respectability, Julius Randle has served his purpose, and then we don't need to go through his accolades, but like. He, he makes you a better basketball team. Is he someone that you can have on a team that has real designs, real eyes on winning a championship? I think that is an extraordinarily valid question. And one, again, I'll reference yet again what Fred Katz said on the, the pod with me before the season or, or early in the season, where I asked him, like, what do you think the front office thinks about Randall? And he was like, I could see it going both ways. I could see there being different factions in regards to that specific question. And again, that was not Fred Katz reporting that. That was I asked Fred Katz his opinion. Fred Katz gave me his opinion, to be very clear. Um, but like it makes sense, you know. But that's a different conversation. And we I do not believe, I have no inside information on this. I do not believe that we've ever come to an opportunity where the 
the front office had again a, a, a chance to like cash in their Randall chips and get enough back to feel good about. And because of their position they're in, I think that's okay. That may change soon. Thanks, Busy. Brian Valderrama, what's going on, Brian? Everyone loves to hate on Randall, but RJ was MIA. Um, yeah, that, that, you know what? That's not an unfair comment. RJ was a zero offensively tonight, more or less. Um, no, he was a zero. I mean, you go three for 12, that's or three for 11, whatever the hell he was. The defense was good down the stretch. It was meaningfully impactful on the game. But like on balance, was Julius Randle the better player than RJ tonight? Absolutely. So why are we spending all the time talking about Randle? One, I, I, it, it's maddening. <laughs> uh, in a way that I don't, I don't know that I would call RJ's performance tonight a maddening performance. I think he's had a bad game. Um, the the time being spent on Randle right now is not because he was exclusively bad. It was because he flipped the switch, and it's just like, how do you how do you exist? <laughs> like that's it's, yeah, it's hard. Um, no, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. You know, you you're always going to wonder about the alternative universe, right? What if you replace Randall with a more consistent player who doesn't have his insane gifts on offense? Does it materially change? How that game starts. Do they not get down as much? Do they not need him to put them on their back in the way he did in the third quarter? You know, and then you arrive back at like, well, they probably would have been about where they were, you know, at the end of the day. So I don't know. I don't know. Thanks, Brian. David Crockett. What's going on, David? I was thinking about it today. I saw you messaged. Uh, I think me and Andrew, I still have to do the thing I said I was going to do. And I've been, I've been forgetting. <laughs> I'll take care of that. Uh, David, it felt like the Miami game left them drained. Absolutely. Emotionally, maybe more than physically. Not an excuse. Agree. It just happens. Agree. It wasn't just Julius tonight. System wide. Yeah, that's the thing. It was not just Julius. Again, Julius makes it more obvious and thus makes himself the target. Um, I think David has another one. Yeah, here we go. Some of the start was the attention paid to Booker. Other guys got looks and hit them. Absolutely. And like, that's one of those game plans where I don't really have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with like, we're not going to let them Booker beat us tonight. Or we're not going to let them Booker get going tonight. I mean, this guy scored 73 points or whatever in an NBA game. Um, And like, yeah, I know he ended up with what he ended up with. Like, he didn't really get going. Like, we, we've seen Devin Booker. He had 40 the other night against Memphis. Um, you're right. It was system wide. It just looks a lot worse for him. And I, I will, but I, I, I will add again, there's the, we know what it looks like when you turn it on, you know? And um, I don't know. Why couldn't it be more on from the beginning? Cause he, here's the other thing. He was, a, he was a complete non-factor offensively. And I do think like, usually we focus on Julius's different defense. When Julius is a complete non-factor on offense, that hurts them too. And he was a non-factor on offense in the first half. I mean, he was bad. He was between bad and being a non-factor. So, like, when you couple that with the defense and they rely on that, right? Because, like, why? what is always the excuse for Julius? Well, he's being asked to do a lot on the offensive end. Well, when he's not giving you anything on the offensive end, it makes it, it, makes it tougher. Thanks, David. Appreciate that. Uh, Jordan Taylor Bartels, what's going on, uh, Jordan? We're missing a starter wing. Everyone knows it. Um, and the team are doing their best to do what they can to fill the hole. Time to build that pitch deck to top tier prospects and take advantage of this list. Um, I don't know what top tier prospects we're talking about here. Uh, and or what list we're referring to? Are you talking about like trying to target a star wing in the draft? Uh, good good luck with that. Uh, I don't know if you're trying to talk about targeting one in free agency. Um, uh, free agency is dead, and the Knicks are not going to have any cap space uh, for a very very long time. 
but nobody else does because that's not the way you build teams in the NBA anymore. And uh, they have tried to trade for a, a big time wing. They've like they had conversations about Paul George last trade deadline. They've had conversations about OG Ananobi. You know that's been reported. All that. Uh, so. Yeah, in the meantime, uh, you hope RJ keeps taking steps forwards. And I think more importantly than that, you hope he picks up some of the momentum that he had at the start of this year because we're, we're getting now close to being like, oh, it's kind of back to the same old RJ again with, with some exceptions. Again, the defense on Booker was phenomenal down the stretch tonight. But yeah, Zach Kalilovic, what's going on, Zach? Missing free throws. I'm used to that. Getting killed on the boards. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have that. Um, just it's. I mean, look. I'll try. This is gonna sound like uh, no one wants to hear this, but like, I there are a lot of teams that this like stuff like this is an extraordinarily common occurrence. I'm not talking about bad teams. There's a lot of good teams out there. Like I watched, um, of most of. Uh, Clippers Mavs the uh, last night. If I was a, a Mavs fan and I had to watch them on a regular basis and they have two of the greatest offensive players in fucking history of the sport so they can get away with it. But like if I had to watch that team on a regular basis and the lack of effort they put in like you it's like an entire team of Julius Randles on tra- in terms of transition defense. Um and like just to say nothing of their regular defense and the Clippers were much better. Like in terms of like, just like a lack of a game plan and like, are we getting good shots and like stars? Like talk about like Luca, man, he, he decides when, when he wants to play really hard and not doesn't look quite like it does with Julius, but you know, like lots of stars around the league do this stuff. Lots of teams around the league, like play like this regularly. The fact that we watched this game and we were like, Holy shit, what the fuck was that? I think that is a good sign. Um, you don't want it to happen too often. Um, I guess just let's hope they don't have any letdowns with these next two games against Charlotte and Detroit. And uh, I'll say it right now, if they are anything other than 11 and seven, right? Cause they're nine and six right now. I think um, if they're anything other or no, what, that, that doesn't make any sense. What I just said, they're nine and seven. If they're anything other than 11 and seven, um, after these next two games, like that is not okay. Just throwing that out there. Thanks, Zach. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs such as gut optimization stress management and immune support since 2010 ag1 has led the future of foundational nutrition continuously refining their formula to create a smarter better way to evaluate your baseline health fun fact i recommended ag1 to all my friends family and mrs claudio we drink ag1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day there's no debate ag AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Frank Sound, what's going on, Frank? Guys got to come ready to play. End of story. Totally agree. Completely. Completely, completely, completely agree. Dapik um, Seshadri. What's going on, Dapik? Julius dogging it is more infuriating than others because he's supposed to be one of our leaders and tone setters. The inconsistency is so maddening. Maddening. You would think so, Dapik. Or Deepak. Deepak. Sorry. I'm that's my fault. You would think so. Um, at the same time, I think in fairness, there's a lot of teams out there who their most talented players are not necessarily their leaders. Um, when you get one of those guys, when you get a Jalen Brunson who got smacked in the face tonight by Devin Booker, drew a foul in a big moment, like, you never, ever, 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 ever question Jalen Brunson's effort. Um, you hang on to that's the that's why you know Jalen Brunson, like the Knicks. I always say, where would they be without him? Because he gives you both. Unfortunately, that's a rarity. I think it really is, where you're going to get that consistent. Like the Jimmy Butlers, the Bam Adebayo's. I know I just named two Heat players because that's who we just played. The first people that come to mind, like those are, those are those are rarities. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of like, I, you know, Steph kind of is in in his own way. Although like Steph isn't exactly, you know, get, getting you going going crazy on defense there. I mean. Really, it's kind of rare. Like, I'm sure there's other guys out there. I'm just not thinking of them right now, but it's it's kind of rare. <laughs> Thanks, T-Pack. Uh, Jordan with another one. We're being dangled at by Zion. No way he works in our current leadership structure. Need to fix the systemic issues first. Um, we're being dangled at by Zion. Um, I'm guessing. That means like Zion is like trying to force his way here or like kind of, you know, making it, making, making it so that like his, he wants to seem to trade him without like outwardly making a trade request, whatever. Um, In terms of no way he works in our current leadership structure, my mind goes to like the notion that they value guys that play games here and they value guys that bring it and, uh, He's not that. And when you're referring to need to fix the systemic issues, are you referring to the systemic issues with Zion? Or are you referring to systemic issues with the Knicks? I don't I mean if you're referring to systemic issues here, I don't I don't know what you'd be referring to. I apologize. I just I'm not I'm not really sure. If you're referring to Zion, like that they someone needs to get in his ear and be like, hey man, um like give a crap all the time. They play really hard. I don't I don't know. Why would we have any reason to believe that that would change? So maybe Zion is not the right guy for this franchise because I like the qualities that we value here. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Deepak with another one. Amidst the chaos, JB is a therapeutic experience. All right. I'll count that as a, a reference to any Jalen Brunson reference, really. is a therapeutic experience. Shout out again. AG1, I'll say it one more time. Get the one-year free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and the five uh, AG1 travel packs, um, which is basically just like five free, um, you know, 
five, five free ones of these because the travel pack gives you a, a bottle of uh, of AG1. Um, go to drinkag1.com backslash film school. Okay. Thanks, Deepak. Juana, what's going on, Juana? The Booker shot sucked the soul out of the arena like Shang Tsung. <laughs> That's a fantastic reference. Um, thankfully, I'm old enough to remember it. Oof, this one hurt because it never felt like they were truly in control. It did not. It did not. Um, the game was always ours to take. You know what it felt like we needed? Because I felt like, what did we go up by two at one point? I don't think we ever went up by three. I could actually look this up very easily and get my answer. Um, I'm going to say that we went up by two was the most. Yeah, we went up by two. It felt like in a game like this, they needed to go up by four or more, specifically four or more to, to be like the the Suns could come back and like hit a three and they would still be up. That's what this game felt like it needed for them to actually get the win. And they never, they never got there. They were, man, they left some meat on the bone. It wasn't just the freaking Booker shot. They left some meat on the bone tonight, man. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about the first half. Like even in the second half, fourth quarter, they had like good looks, couple of good. And I, it's, you can't, can't blame a whole lot of the shots. Like they had, they had chances. They had chances to win this. Game. I think they, I don't think they scored very many points in the in the fourth quarter. Neither team did. Yeah, both teams scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter. That's not, it's not not ideal. Thanks, Juana. Uh, Philip Levin, what's going on, Philip? Despite a mid Julius contest, RJ trailing the Booker game winner lazily and failing to recover showed a, a poor lack of effort. Let's win these next three. Um, yeah, I. I I probably should have gone harder on it. Like that to me was an awareness issue. Like at that point, you have to know five seconds, four seconds. He's taking the shot. You know, he's taking the shot. Um, Get in there. And that's an RJ thing as much as it's a Julius thing where I have seen, if I've seen one contest, from RJ and Julius where the shooter just has too much space. I've seen a hundred, you know, this is a thing for both of them. And I think it's just because it's baked into their respective DNAs to fear the closeout because, you know, that's, I think it's in their DNA. The part that's really frustrating is like, we know RJ can like, he has the, like he showed it tonight. Like he, he, he can stand his ground. Um, but whatever, I'm getting off track here. Uh, yeah, let's win the next three. I mean, the, the, look, the, the Toronto game being second night of a back to back, obviously I hope to God, the Detroit game is an easy win, but Toronto, that like, that's not going to be a picnic, especially I think. No, I think that game's at home actually. Um, or is it on the road? I don't. I you'd think that I would know this stuff. Either way, like I never count Toronto as any as a as a guaranteed win. Yeah, Toronto is on the road. Um, so you play Detroit Thursday in MSG, and then you go on the road Friday Toronto. Like that's not going to be a picnic. That game. But if they win all three, certainly makes up for the the Suns this game. Thanks, Philip. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? How are you? Hope you're not too depressed tonight. Clyde said these games are dangerous because you never know who might step up. I love the fight. It never goes away. And I love it. How about play a full 48, though? The timing to play Charlotte and Detroit at home couldn't be better. Um, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. I. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you, you want to get you want to rack up your wins. And, but they better bring it because, like, again, Charlotte is one of these teams, like, they're not, Charlotte is not abjectly terrible. Like, we should know that at this point. It's a, whatever it is, it's an in season tournament game, right? We have, we have stuff on the line for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll be a motivating factor. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Um, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Gotta play 48. Nine missed free throws. I didn't mention the missed free throws. Bad job by me. Um, yes. Make your free throws. 
and 15 offensive rebounds hurt. When you lose, you got to learn. When you lose, you learn. We got lucky against the Heat. The ref, uh, refs killed us in the paint. Got to show up on time. Yeah, the whistle was tough. Um, I mean, there was a quickly the quickly drive where I think he had RJ open in the corner, wide open in the corner, and he went essentially one on three and tried to draw the foul. They didn't draw. They didn't call the whistle. That was one. The Julius, um, one where he was trying to go through everyone. Like he just never gets that call. That's. It's just he doesn't get the call. Because what are guys doing? They're just standing there being tall with their hands up. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. But, but we're, and there were other things too. Nurkic travel wasn't called. I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting. Thanks, Haitian. Appreciate you, man. Gee Hooper then. What's going on, Gee Hooper? Straight up, the production from our guards, not named IQ and Brunson, is abysmal. Point blank. Hard Grimes, DVD, or DDV. Uh, fix your shit. Get me off the Julius Randall ride too. Um, you know, I mean, if you, I don't know if, what Knicks have been really good this year. So we have nine rotation players. You would say Bronson, um, quickly and Mitch have all had really good years. Barrett had a good. How many games before he went out with the injury that kept him sidelined for three games? What did he play? Seven games? I keep, let's say he, like, between the games he's been out and the games he now hasn't been that great, um, I would say Barrett has been good for half the year. Really good. And everybody else has just been kind of, eh. You know, Randall, Grimes. Hard, you know, I always I always do this. Hardenstein's been really good, too. So, you know, DiVincenzo's been fine. He's been fine. Uh, Hart's been a little bit of a disappointment. Um, so like half your team has been good. I mean, that, and they're nine and seven. So I guess that's, it's a good sign. <laughs> Thanks, Goober. Don Cappuccini with another one. Tom, you're too much, man. The stats say the Knicks were excellent behind in three. Um, and yet it didn't feel that way. Uh, or excellent shooting the three, I think you mean. Um, that one for eight or nine start hurt them almost as much as all of those defensive rebounds they missed uncharacteristically. Yeah, and again, they were not shooting a lot of threes early on, um, <clears throat> which I I don't really know what that was a function is of, but yeah, they, they definitely started slowly. And... Um, you just can't. I mean, when you get off to a start like that at home against almost any team, at the very least, at the very least, you know you're going to be in a tight game down the stretch. At the very least, if, against a team like that with Devin Booker, and we haven't even mentioned Derek Gordon's name tonight. Like, my God, that freaking guy. What did he? Did he miss a three? Yeah, he missed three, actually. He was six and nine from deep. 25 points season high. Fucking Eric Gordon, man. Ah, aggravating. Thank you, Dom. Dom with another one. Uh, all I got tonight, they can't mess around these next three. The playoff race will be tight all year now. Wouldn't be a good time to fall behind. Not at all. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate you. Seriously, you you do too much and it's your generosity is appreciated uh, by everybody here at Next Folk School. Um, I mean, if they could get the next three, that puts them at 12 and seven, 12 and seven would be, I would say an outstanding start to the season. Even with this, even with, you want to throw the Cavs game in there. The second Cavs game is a game they should have won. Um, I'm trying to think if there was really another one, uh, but yeah, um, twelve and seven would be outstanding. Eleven and eight to me would be okay. I would have probably signed for eleven and eight before the season started over these first nineteen. As of right now, I I don't know if I necessarily signed for eleven and eight, but like kind of expecting eleven and eight. I think that Toronto game is going to be really hard. 
Thanks, Tom. M-R-N-K-Y-N. Um, with the I think I hope I got that right. With the Grizzlies in free fall. Oh boy, I think we got a fake trade coming here. Any chance we could possibly snatch Jaron Jackson Jr. away? Randall and Grimes and a bunch of picks. Hire Jaron Jackson Sr. if you must. Well, we already did, and he doesn't work for the organization anymore for whatever reason. Um, I don't think so. I would be very surprised if Memphis... And again, Ja's not even back yet. So, you know, who's gonna? who knows what's going to happen when Ja gets back. I would be very surprised if Memphis didn't just treat this year as like, Last year, let's get a high draft pick. See what we could do with that. Come back, reload. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is, uh, a, I mean, he's part of their core. Like, if you're trading him, like, if you're trading him, like, what are you trading him for? Like, you're not trading him for Julius Randle, right? You just, and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not, that's a, that's a trade you make when you're in the process of a rebuild and like, I think Morant is too good. Forget about re- rebuild. Like I think Morant is too good. I know he has his issues, obviously. I think Morant is even too good for them to even like reload. Like and 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 like they're not gonna. I mean, come on. They're they're. I don't. I don't see it. I'd be. I'd be utterly shocked if they entertained that trade. But who knows? I've, I've been shocked before in the NBA. <laughs> but I'd be shocked. Matt G, what's going on, Matt? Can't allow one player to sabotage an entire half. The coach has to take some blame for not holding him accountable for four years. Got out hustled as a team. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that was my life after pretty much every game, right? Two years ago, the 21-22 season. Like it's on Tibbs just as much as Randall. Where's the accountability, right? And never had a good answer answer for it then. Don't really have a good answer for it now. So if you want to blame the coach uh, for not holding Randall a little bit more accountable or accountable at all, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're crazy. That's for sure. Thanks, Matt. Frank Miranda. Oh, goodness. What's coming now? What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank for Patreon. This team will never go anywhere with Randall and RJ being two of their three best players. Watch for Paul George at the deadline. Um just don't know. I don't see that coming. I mean, Paul George is an in-season trade. I don't see it. We talk, I talked it out recently because like, he's the one guy they have that doesn't need the ball to be successful and impact winning. He's been freaking awesome this year. He's been the best player this year. You know? I, I don't see it, Frank. I'm, I'm sorry to Sorry to burst your bubble. I don't see it though. Jason M, what's going on, Jason? I, I'm sorry you were wrong on your your halftime prediction. Um, <clears throat> Dante Divincenzo would not have given Booker so much space. Uh, you might be right. I think I think you could argue a lot of other defenders wouldn't have given him so much space. But RJ played good defense in other spots down the stretch. So. I don't know. Thanks, Jason. Is that it? I think that might be. That's it. Okay. All right. Um, not as bad as I thought, actually. Not as bad as I thought. Uh, one more shout out to our friends at AG1. Again, uh, reminder, AG1 has all the good stuff, all of the probiotics and vitamin B. Get you all your gut health that you want to get. After games like this, if ever there was a need for more gut health amongst people watching this, it's now. Um, go to uh, ag1.com backslash film school. Get your free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and your five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Um, I will be back uh, uh, with uh, my normal pod with Jeremy, which we are taping tomorrow. That'll drop uh, Monday going into Tuesday at midnight like usual. So keep a lookout for that. Obviously, post games coming up for the other games this week. Needless to say, and then before you know it, we're going to be next weekend is the start of the in season tournament, like whatever they're calling it, the quarterfinals. So we'll see if maybe the Knicks are a participant 
in those in those quarterfinals. I think again, starting. I'm pretty sure starting next weekend, although I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, that's it. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast feed, do the whole five star rating review thing, and we will be back with more fun and games very soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.